Hi, Heather. It's Claire. I praise and thank God for allowing me the opportunity to work with you in coaching. Although I never met you before our coaching calls, I already felt I knew and could trust you because you walked the road I'd been walking. You spoke from experience and were at a place beyond me in your journey that would allow you to speak wisdom, truth, and love from your experiences and the work the Lord had done in and through your life. You are a trustworthy, safe place to talk with openly, and I knew I could trust you with the things I've been so deeply ashamed of. The Lord graciously, lovingly, kindly brought much healing and growth, and in his goodness to use you to walk alongside me in the process, helping to rework my thinking, to live and walk in the grace and truth of the gospel in accordance with the Lord's definition of beauty. He used you mightily to bring about a deeper understanding of myself, my desperate need for the gospel, and a greater love and gratitude for the beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ. Although I'm not without struggle, I now have a lighter spirit filled with tremendous joy and freedom. I pray the Lord uses the time and coaching to help me reflect even more the light and beauty of the Lord. I pray he would continue using you to encourage, exhort, love, and speak truth into the lives of many others as you did for me. Thanks. Oh, Claire, thank you so much for that testimony. Um, I loved the opportunity to work with you, and it is so encouraging for me to see how great you are doing now. So yay. Thanks for sharing that with everyone. If you're ready for some coaching, if you want to do one-on-one coaching with me, I am taking new clients now. So go to comparedo.me and look for the coaching tab. You can find out all the information there. You can set up a free 10-minute call just to see if coaching would be right for you. I would love the chance to work with you. So today is another one of my intuitive eating coaching calls. Ooh, the topic's a little embarrassing. So uh, bear with me as I bear my soul, but I think, I pray it will speak to you today. And if it does, let me know about it. Drop me a message, heather at comparedo.me, or leave a review for the show. Your five-star reviews really mean a lot, and they help other people who are stuck totally stuck. You know what I mean by stuck. They help stuck people find this show. So those reviews are a huge blessing. Consider leaving one today. Okay, let's get to my intuitive eating coaching call with my coaches, Aaron Todd and Charlie Castle. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Compared to Who show. You are getting the opportunity to listen in on another one of my intuitive eating coaching calls where my friends and coaches, Charlie Castle, exercise physiologist and dietitian, and Aaron Todd, 
attorney at law, <laughs> but more than that, <laughs> body image expert, writer, and thinker of all things um, anti-diet. Is that, I don't know, is that, is that a good label for you, Anne? Oh, that works. Uh, Okay, but but these are my wonderful coaches from the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast, and today, woo, we're just going to dig right in. So I want to come to you guys with an issue today, and oh, I'm almost a little embarrassed to even bring it up, which is probably why I need to bring it up, mm-hmm. but I am... Um, like many women who have had eating disorders, I have all kinds of GI issues, uh, mostly esophagus issues. And I was at the doctor, the GI doctor, um, to get my esophagus checked. I know I need another procedure to widen it. That's more information than you needed, but just the full, the full context. So I knew that they probably needed me to get on the scale to kind of monitor what's happening with my weight and related to, you know, my my esophagus. And so I did a very noble uh, thing in our world. And I bravely said, no, I don't want to see the weight. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll turn around. So I turned around. I didn't see the weight. And I swear to you, she took my blood pressure a minute later. <laughs> it was high, than it, higher than it ever is. And I was like, I think that was an emotional experience for me uh-huh. telling, telling the doctor, because she gave me the weirdest look like, okay, whatever. Um, And I made it through that doctor's visit. I felt good. I got home and I started looking at my pre-procedure materials, open up this folder. And right there is a sticker inside the folder that says my name, my height, and my weight. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys, I haven't been on a scale in more than a year. And the number is not what I thought it was going to be, even though I haven't been weighing, I think you always kind of keep a measure in your head of, well, it's probably this. In mm-hmm. fact, I think I've had to guess my weight on things recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably this. It was not this. It was not mm-hmm. that. It was mm-hmm. a number I had never seen before. Yeah. And it sent me spiraling. Now I will tell you a spiraling lasted for about half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't Google any diets. <laughs> yeah, um, I did fantasize about restricting mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately defaulted to, okay, here's what I have to stop doing. Here's what I have to start doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously I've been doing this long enough that I could kind of talk to myself through it. Like, okay, now Heather, you know, that never worked before, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you that voice that said, yeah, but this time it's out of control. This time you've let it go too far. There's no coming back from this. This, this is irresponsible. Like those are the kind of moral messages I was hearing and yikes, it was a thing. What are your thoughts? So let's, we're going to get to that moment that you saw the weight. We will get there. But let's go back a little bit to how you've been feeling over this last year, recognizing some body changes, right? Knowing that your body was getting a little bit larger. Um, But like, how have you been feeling about your body? Like that morning before you went to the appointment. How were you feeling about your body? Good. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I really have sincerely and genuinely felt good. Probably in the three or four weeks leading up to that appointment, like, so the month or so, I was buying new clothes. Um, actually using some, I was reporting my weight because I was using some online, like, you know, clothing <laughs> finder mm-hmm. kind of things and um, typed oh, that weight in there, no problem, and got new clothes that were in a different size than I might have chosen for myself, but was happy with that and felt good about like getting some new pieces that were more comfortable and mm-hmm. felt like I looked good, even though. I knew I was bigger than I was before, but I was, you know, part of this, I think for me too, is, is my age. Like I'm coming to grips with the fact that it's okay that I really don't look 25 anymore. It's okay that my body is different now. Like, and and so all that whole bag coming together, I felt good about it. And Mm -hmm. then I think I reported on this last time, but I just had um, a full panel of blood work. Mm-hmm. And I go to a functional doctor. So, I mean, we're talking like all the extras, bells and whistles <laughs> included and everything was good. My Hashimoto's is still gone, even though I'm eating gluten and dairy. Uh, so I felt healthy. I felt good. I would say uh, without being TMI here, my marriage and sex life has been good. It has not been impacted at all by this. We've been just fine, maybe even better than before. Um, so by all accounts, I was feeling great. I was like, okay, this is my size. That's fine. Yeah. But that that weight number. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's, this is exactly why, right? We would say like, don't weigh yourself more than you have to because as a culture we have attached so much weight mm-hmm. pardon the pun mm-hmm. into that number we have attached so many judgments and feelings and just so much to that number yeah that it I feel like you worked through it very well, but you're a woman with a full toolbox, Mm -hmm. right? Like you've got the tools to work through something like that, but that number can just instantly discount all the good things that you just told me. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful labs, fabulous sex life, feeling comfortable and good in your body enjoying food, all these things like that is health. Mm -hmm. That is what we are looking for. Hashimoto's like non-existent, not having symptoms, mentally in a great place. Yeah. Yeah. That is the health, not your number on the scale. What a backwards way of learning that, but there it is. Like that is the illustration in your life that shows you picture of Heather doing great in all facets of her health. And then over here is this rogue bit of information that contributes nothing to that and only tries to derail that otherwise sound picture of health. Your health is not that number. It's all those other components that are doing well, that you're taking daily actions in and behaviors in and contributing to and practicing regularly. 
Oh my goodness. Hey friend, are you tired of having to know where the restroom is every time you go out? Are back and hip tightness limiting your activities or worse, waking you up at night? Did you know that if you are peeing more than 10 times a day or leaking pee for any reason, that isn't normal? This was news to me, my friends, because one in every three women are dealing with these issues and more. That's over 52 million women just in the United States that are suffering silently with these issues, thinking that they just have to live with this. Well, let me introduce you to my friends, Jen and Christina of Tighten Your Tinkler. You see, they know how overwhelming it can be to try and figure out how to deal with these personal and life-altering issues because they've personally dealt with these things too. After doing two and a half years of research and getting published in the Journal of Women's Health Physical Therapy, they have proven that you can heal utilizing a 10-minute-a-day routine. They're offering something special just for you. So head over to tightenyourtinkler.com and enter the code HEATHER, in all caps, H-E-A-T-H-E-R, at checkout, and you can get $50 off their signature program. Listen, this is not Kegels. You can do all of this at home easily. It's actually kind of fun. It's not painful. And you don't have to insert anything anywhere. If you're not sure what this is all about, go over to tightenyourtinkler.com. They have a five-minute root cause quiz, which can help you figure out what's going on with your body and start the journey to healing today. I hope you go check it out. It's tightenyourtinkler.com. I love, I love that that is the picture of health is not a number, yeah, especially not a scale number, <laughs> you know, and it's okay. Jumping on the scale tells us how much gravitational pull the earth has on our body. It's important for things like anesthesia dosing, right? For your procedure yeah. or, you know, maybe some medications afterward. It's important for those things. And doctors need to know that. Um, but it, it really doesn't have any value on your health, actually. Yeah. That's really hard. I mean, just not even to play devil's advocate because I don't like to be on his team, but, um, but it is so ingrained Mm -hmm. that this number means something. And one little number like the power one little number has and I was thinking to myself okay well what if that number had been a different number a lower number right like what would that have changed and aside from my obsession and spiral I'm like it's so crazy because it like it really doesn't matter it's just a number on a page but yet it feels like it matters and I will tell you I instantly went so I'm I'm thinking about, um, I, I think I need to go to a cardiologist as well. It's kind of a side issue, uh, surrounding exercise that I've always had. And as soon as I saw that number, I was like, I can't go to a cardiologist. They're going to tell me I need to lose weight. And then what am I going to do? They're going to tell me if I lose weight, my problems will be solved. Even though I know the problem I'm having, I've had 
since I was anorexic, they would still tell me I need to lose weight. So it creates a spiral of problems. And I have completely new empathy for, for women that have been put in this position of weight loss or we've got nothing else for you. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to get at Heather is when you see that number and I speak like from experience of working with people and from my own personal experience, you are flooded with all of these thoughts about what that number means about you. Yeah. And absolutely what you just shared of this number is going to result in healthcare discrimination. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And I'm like, we can't sit here and say that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So how do we balance knowing, listen, like I'm in the best health I've ever been in. I feel great. Like I am doing really well. And I know my worth and value in the Lord. And I know my health and I I know the health at every size research, like I know these things. And I know that this cardiologist is going to be hyper-focused on that number. We can pray that you're going to get one that's not, and they are out there. But we know that there is lots of healthcare discrimination towards people in larger bodies. And so how do we navigate that? Mm -hmm. And that brave moment that you had of telling the nurse that you didn't want to see your weight, it's preparing, it's filling yourself up for more brave moments like that. Yeah. And it's a shame that people in larger bodies have to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're at a place in our culture and time that you do have to advocate for yourself and have to have those brave moments. And so there's, and and this is why people avoid getting health care, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Yeah. This is why people avoid going back for the checkup appointment or getting the cardiology thing checked out because it's it can cause anxiety and panic attacks and it is overwhelming and it is scary. And so you have to prepare to have that brave conversation. And we're talking about like having a brave conversation with a cardiologist, (laughs) right? Like not, not just a doctor as if like (laughs) just a doctor is a thing but like a cardiologist someone that we are taught to respect that has done years of training and all of this schooling and it is very intimidating but what I will say is like you know the truth Mm -hmm. you know you know what the experience of anorexia was Mm -hmm you know what the experience of 
the the heart issues that you've had and where they came from and you know your experience of where your health is right now you know your body and so you can prepare for that situation and that conversation with just the most grace you can ever possibly muster to talk about it yeah and be up front with it I had Erin knows I had to like process this with her. Um, Mine was seeing the O word on my record Mm. when I was pregnant, that my Mm. pregnancy was high risk because Mm. of my weight. Yeah. Um, And that did not feel good. I knew the assumptions people, the doctors could be making. I knew all this stuff. And, um, you know, I just was on like, once I, I thought I was good, right? Like I've been mm-hmm. working through this for a long time. I help people with this. So, so yeah. when a year and a half ago, when that hit me and it bothered me, it kind of took me by surprise that mm-hmm. it bothered me. And so the next time I went into the appointment, I just had like, let's be honest. Like, I want to share with you that I have a history um, with eating disorders and, you know, here's like, because I had a really good rapport with the doctor, I did bring in like a health at every size article. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say like, I believe that this is true and this is important to me. And um, for you, it might be saying, you know, I've been dealing with this cardiac issue since here Mm -hmm. and my body size was this then. Mm -hmm. And now my body size is this. And so I would just like it to be known first and foremost that I don't believe that my weight is associated with this problem and I would really like us to focus on treating it the same way that you would treat somebody at a quote-unquote normal weight yeah and I think you can have that conversation extremely gracefully and respectfully and it be received really well yeah but that takes a lot of mental emotional energy. Yeah, absolutely. And well, it feels like a moral battle that I'm on a weird side of, (laughs) right? Like I know I'm not on the wrong side, but it feels like I'm arguing the earth is flat, (laughs) right? It's, it's just, it's strange. And, you know, for me, like, yes, the O word is scary, I'm also thinking back to middle school when I went to Weight Watchers meetings with mom and what my, it might've been early high school. Cause I think I was at my full height then, but my goal weight then, even though, I mean, I just really don't even have any idea how they <laughs> come yeah, up with those metrics. Right. <laughs> but, but the, so thinking of what, it's just so upsetting. I just yeah. can't stand it. Like yeah. this girl with a goal weight in junior high when yeah. you're supposed to be growing. But I, I just, I think about like that range and what the top of my range was and how I've had that top of my range number in my head for a long time. And finally, after babies, I was like, this is kind of a ridiculous number. Like I'm not going to be top of my range, but you know, not just going to doctors in my mind, also thinking, boy, but if I ever went back to Weight Watchers, that's what they would tell me. I mean, unless they've adjusted things, (laughs) that's what they would tell me. And, you know, it's, it, 
that number, it's so strange how (laughs) three digits can hold so much power. And I know someone is listening because I know my listeners, someone's listening thinking, well, Heather, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have stopped weighing. Mm. You, you, that's how it got out of quote unquote, out of control. Right. And we've talked about control issues related to eating disorders and body image issues. Right. It's like, that's how it got out of control. And, and I hear that argument in my head, like, Oh, that is how it got out of control. Like I did stop watching, but yet I know having control, quote unquote, control over that was a prison for me. That was not freedom. And so as I make the conscientious choice, do I want to have control over that? Or do I want to be able to walk free to do things with my life? I mean, you guys know I've been writing two books this summer. Mm-hmm. And, and as I just think about even like, oh, what could I have done different to make that number look different? It's like, well, no, I can't, I had to make a choice, right? Because full, like body change, body transformation can become a full-time job, right? Like the amount of effort and energy I would have had to put in to make that number a different number. I honestly don't feel like it would be worth it. And then I have to ask myself the question, like, why? Like, what would that be worth? So there would be a different number on there. So maybe the anesthesiologist wouldn't think twice about it. I don't know. I don't think the anesthesiologist is going to think twice about it. I mean, I guess he could be like all judgy, like, oh, look, fatty's here for her appointment. But I, you know, I doubt that's going to be the case. I'm sure he sees people in all body sizes all day long, every day. He's probably gotten over that. Right. So, so then it's like, well, whose opinion am I afraid of? I don't think it's God's. I don't think God's mad at me. Mm-hmm for this weight, I feel like I've been using my stewarding my time well, and doing the best I can to steward my body with the time I have. So then whose opinion am I afraid of? It's my own. Right? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I guess maybe there's the opinion of uh, others, like, you know, oh, it's so funny, because like I said, three weeks before this, I wasn't really worried about thinking other people thought I looked like I gained weight. But as soon as I heard that number, it's like, oh no, now everyone's going to see like it's tattooed on my forehead or something. I, it, it, it's so strange, you guys. It, I don't, it, it so, is. so let's recognize some of the thoughts, Heather. Let's make a list. What do you think it says about you, that number? What do you think? What do you think other people might think? Yeah. You know, so it's funny. I do this exercise with my clients called the ruler exercise where they have to decide like how they size themselves up. And I feel like this is making me do my own rulers exercise. So for me, it is, it is thin or fat, but then below that it is, I think about, uh, laziness or, um, intelligence, right? It's either, oh, she's too lazy to do something to fix it. She doesn't have the, um, the work ethic to fix it, or she's not smart enough to know she needs to 
and again, I'm putting this in air quotes to fix it. If she knew more, um, like we talked about in the last episode, if she knew more about health, (laughs) if she understood more the way bodies work and the way diets work, then she wouldn't have this again, my air quotes problem. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's that said, I'm not smart enough or I'm not hardworking enough. Okay. So let's break those down. What's true. What's not. Yeah. Well, I, I, I am smart enough. (laughs) I do know all the things, probably too many things, (laughs) like way too many things. My, uh, my things, no things. You wrote two books this summer. Yes. So you, you must not be hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. With very hard with four kids at home. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what's the, the truth is you're pretty hardworking. You're pretty darn smart. Yeah. And you know quite a bit about health and you have quite a lot of experience navigating health. Yeah. So what have you used your work ethic for? What are you working hard at? Yeah, I think I'm working hard at what I've been called to do, right? At my purpose, Mm -hmm. like how I've been called to serve, what I was made for, I think is writing these things and talking about these things. I mean, in addition to raising and schooling my kids and loving my family and serving a church, all those things. But yeah, I mean, life has been very full of activities that I think are serving God. Yeah. Would you, would you rather have a thin body and not be doing those activities? It's sad that I would have to stop and think about that. Right. It's sad that I would even pause (laughs) like, Ooh, but And, and, you know, it's really, it's not an either or, right? Because I would obviously say, no, of course I wouldn't. But then I would follow that up with, I want both. Uh I want it all. Mm -hmm. Why can't I have it all? I'm good enough to figure out how to have it all. Right. Like I, it's, it's, it's back to magic, believing in unicorns. Like I just haven't found the right magical thing so I can have it all. Yeah. Right. I, I, you know, my goodness, it's so connected to all these other myths we believe about life, right? <laughs> that we can uh-huh. have it all, that we don't have to make choices. We can just have everything. And yeah, it's just not true, is it? No. Yeah. No. And it's often that, but it also like isn't black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Like we might, we might also start believing the lie of like, well, I can focus on my career or I can focus on my family. Mm-hmm. I can homeschool my kids and write these books or I can take care of my body. Mm-hmm. When the reality is you can probably do a pretty darn good job of stewarding your body, working on what God's called you to do career wise and parenting your kids, you can probably do a darn good job of those things with the Holy Spirit's help in humility with grace. Yeah. But it might not look like it probably will not look like the ideal 
vision yeah. that you have in your head or what society views, right, as the perfect body, etc. But we talked about how positive your health has been. Yeah. You have lots of evidence of being a really good steward of your body. Yeah. I mean, I work out five days a week, six, most weeks. Um, but it's not the same workouts that I used to do, right? It's more walking and lifting. Um, but yeah, I, and you know, my chocolate issues aside, I really was thinking in the week or so before this appointment, I was thinking about how long it had been since I had had anything even close to a binge. Like amazing. I, yeah, I had gotten some feedback from someone who listens to the show who said, I know I'm not your dietitian, but I think you need to eat more for breakfast. And I was like, Good. and so I was like, okay, well, you know, I can, I can take feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started eating more for breakfast and it was amazing. I was like, oh, huh, that really does help. That's kind of crazy. Um, and so I was, but I, that helped me not have binges of any, of any, you know, when binge is such a, subjective word, but, but of any sort, I really didn't feel like I was overdoing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe in the next episode, um, next month we can talk more about like gentle nutrition and, and, and what the line is there in terms of being a good steward sure. for your, of your body. But oh, I, I thought I was doing okay, but that yeah. number told me a different story. Yeah. So you've had some time to process that before the call and Mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit about it and like, where are you kind of at with it right now? Yeah. Well, in addition to thinking about like getting a Sharpie and black, because that folder's like beside me here on my desk. I haven't opened it since I looked at it. I have fantasized that maybe I read it wrong. And if I just looked at it again, it would be different, but I I'm too scared to do that. Um, But yeah. And, uh, I know, I know that I know that numbers shouldn't have this kind of power over me. They shouldn't have this kind of hold over me, um, that it really shouldn't matter, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, it's still there. It's still ping pongs. Have you been able to lament about it with the Lord? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. No, I don't really think I have. I don't really think I have. That's a that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, I think you know all of the reasons why the number shouldn't matter, but like that heart and honesty of like, but it still feels like it does to me. Like I really appreciate um you being real with that. I think that's like that's one of the layers that we get to in this work. It's like I get it intellectually. I know this doesn't mean what culture says it means. I know a weight number does not define me uh, and my health status physically, as we've just explained, you know, like you, you're doing really great with that. That's not a picture or representation of how your physical health really is. And more importantly, it's not a representation of your whole health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your relational health, all these other facets that are Um, different and arguably more important than that one number but like admitting that it still has um, power over you 
and then admitting that that power is because you gave it that power. I think that's another opportunity of weeding out a remnant of Mm. diet mentality in there. It's like, I don't, I don't want to agree with that. I don't agree that this weight number means something about who I am. Yeah. And so I'm not going to make an agreement with that at this fresh moment as I'm peeling this layer again, because you can make that statement and declaration um, intellectually. And then when you get to one of these pivotal moments in your journey where you have to really feel that in your heart to be able to move forward with it, and it's just not quite from your head to your heart yet, that's like the repent for what you've identified and then cry out to the Lord to help help you change my heart make me not care about this make me know that i know that i know as charlotte likes to say (laughs) that this number does not mean anything about my worth yeah and my value and i uh, reject what culture says and i do not make an agreement with what the enemy says about what that number means yeah Yeah, that's good. That's good. I got to take my own advice and decide to define beauty the way the word does instead of the way the world does. And you got to be honest with the Lord, Heather, like, God, I'm grieving this, Mm -hmm. like the body that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm grieving, you know, and I'm sad about this. And I really wanted my body to look differently. And you know what, if like, I'm, I want to surrender it to you, help me do that, God. And, you know, I, I want your will, I want you more than I want that body. But like, we get to be honest with him about that. Yeah. We get to be honest about, you know, like, I'm, I'm sad about that number. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I don't really like that number. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll kind of, I'll finish us with this because I know we were out of time, but I think the magical thinking that happens around intuitive eating is that if I've surrendered this and I'm just being normal with food, then my natural size will magically be this like smaller body, right? It's like, yay, I finally found the magic diet. Where I can eat everything and my body will help me be a hot size or a good size or whatever uh, word you use, yes. right? That is like the magical unicorn fantasy yeah. that we have in our heads about intuitive eating. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's tackle that more next time. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show today. I tell everyone where they can connect with you guys. Yeah, we're at intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com. Awesome. And you, are you going to be coaching again anytime soon? Or is there a course people can sign up for? How can they get more information on intuitive eating from you all? Yeah. So all of our online courses are just on that website. Char, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, yeah, all the online courses are on the website and you can do them say self-paced at any time. Um, and I am working one-on-one with clients right now and have, have room in my schedule. Um, so you can get to that through the intuitive eating for Christian women website, or you can go straight to intuitive wellness programs.com awesome. and schedule a consult. Awesome. Well, I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. Thank you ladies for your time today. And thank you for listening in on my 
coaching call. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. The Compare Do Podcast is excited to be part of the Edify Podcast Network. If you're looking for more great Christian podcast content, check out the Edify app wherever you get your apps. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah. It's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.